President Javier Millet of Argentina took the World Economic Forum by storm with a challenging keynote speech. JP Morgan CEO says President Trump was Javier. kind of right about critical issues. And House Republicans introduced bill to withdraw from globalist World Economic Forum. Is there a shift happening in the established new world order? We're going to talk about it today. All this and more on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy that you've joined us today. Um, it's a coffee day, Doug. I'm going to need a few cups to get through the show, it sounds like. I'm already stumbling all over the place. So, Well, it is a coffee day. Cold and rainy outside. So. Cold and rainy. It's like we're in Seattle instead of Dallas. Indeed, but we're not drinking the you-know-what brand from Seattle. We're drinking First Cup, of course. Yes. You brewed some Boston Common earlier, which is one of Doug's favorite blends. Uh, First Cup is a Christian-owned Patriot coffee company right out of the great state of Texas. They've got 11 different roasts, each one named after a specific piece of American history. And you can get one of those roasts, ground, whole bean, or if you're one of those Keurig people, they have the pods as well. Ditch the grocery store coffee that's been sitting there for up to two years. Go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they're going to give you another 10% off. So go to First Cup today and use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. All right, Doug, there's a shift happening, it seems like, in this new world order, this global governance. Yeah. Um, is it going to ultimately fall and, and not be a thing? Well, you know, that's the thing. We, we've got a lot of prophecy that we can bring into the to light today. But the great thing about it, Vince, is we do see a little bit of hope, maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. And so that's why today's show is, is kind of exciting because we see some pushback against the world government. No, it's not going anywhere. And we're going to talk about that in, uh, you know, actually out of the book of Revelation and Daniel today. Uh, to kind of bring some people up to date, the people that may be joining us for the first time or maybe they're not real familiar with the program. And so when you're ready to do that, you let me know. Well, it's not going anywhere. The world government system right. is not going anywhere. Yeah. However, the players involved might be going somewhere. That's true. So do we want to tell them what we believe about the United States right now or should we save that for later? Uh, I think just maybe to set it up. Let's just kind of briefly talk about it. And I say briefly because there's some other place in Revelation that I want to go to today if we get opportunity to do it. It's not in our notes today, but uh, it's really important that we talk about it at certain times. And so... Well, before we do, Doug, before yeah. we briefly cover it, I want to know what everyone's thoughts are out there. So in the comments section, let's hear it. What do you think? Will the United States be part of that world government system or not? Some of y'all know what we teach already. But we want to hear everyone's thoughts on the matter. Will the U.S. be in the world government system? Let us know in the comments. And also, don't forget, we need your help. Uh, Facebook doesn't want us, want us telling the truth about what's happening with the world government system. So they're going to suppress this. YouTube will do the same everywhere that we post, except for InTime Plus, of course. We'll do that, so we need your help. Share this video. Give us a heart, not just a blue thumbs up. Go the extra mile and react with a heart. And then also be sure to comment, is the United States going to be in the world government system? And let us know what you're thinking on that. When you share and comment, it goes a long way, a long way in reaching your friends and family. So, Doug, United States, are we in the world government system or not? So, 
apparently to us, when we look in Revelation 13, we are not. So uh, that's what we believe. And looking at this, if you've never joined us before, Revelation 13 is where you can find the kingdoms or the beast there uh, that will be involved in that world government. And so in Revelation chapter 13, verse 1 through uh, 4 here, it says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. And upon his horns were ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, had the feet, uh, the feet of a bear, and the mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, his seat, and his great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it was wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast, and they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with them? So actually, uh, as we look at those scriptures, Vince, if you're not familiar with End Time, if you've never heard this before, those four beasts that were mentioned in that are actually found for the first time in Daniel chapter 7. Okay. Daniel lays out these kingdoms, which he calls beasts, and it's later described in Daniel 7 that these are kingdoms. These kingdoms will actually be on the earth when Jesus Christ comes back to set up his kingdom that will last forever. The Antichrist is going to rise up out of that ten-horned kingdom. So we see that. We see seven heads, which are for each one of those beasts, because the leopard actually had four heads. Um, the interesting thing about the lion is in Daniel 7, 4, we see that the wings of the eagle are plucked out of that lion, Vince. And so we believe that that is the uh, Daniel seeing the birth of the United States of America, that the eagle's wings were plucked out. And it says that it was made to stand on its feet as a man and a man's heart was given unto it. Talking now, are you about one of those, those numbers wings. guys? Do you add some stuff here and there and come up with conclusions? I don't. You're a numbers guy. I do like numbers a okay, lot. Okay, you go for it. Like <laughs> almost to the point where it's kind of conspiracy theory. To the Some people would accuse me of that. Yeah. Um, but Daniel 7-4 you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Well, I know what 7-4 is. We all do. Right. July 4th. July is the seventh month. Unless you believe there was originally 13 months. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but 7-4 yeah. is what the day we celebrate Independence Day. Absolutely. Which is also the chapter and verse where those eagle's wings were plucked out of the lion. Yeah, Seems and, like an interesting coincidence, if nothing else. Yeah, and those actually the, the uh, chapters and verses weren't in the original right. uh, translation of the Bible, but man put that in there. But isn't it ironic that that would be there? I mean, it's almost like God is kind of smiling down at us when things like that happen, and it's uh, pretty cool to see that. So, so, Doug, I'm wondering how many people out there are like me or someone else uh, in regards to Daniel 7-4. So let us know in the comments. Is the 7-4 thing a conspiracy? Does it mean nothing, just a coincidence, or... Or what? We'll see what we'll see what the audience has to say, Doug. Yeah, let's see what they have to say because that'll be interesting. There'll probably be a lot that agree with you, actually. So that'll be good. Um, so anyway, the eagle's wings that we see plucked out of there are not mentioned in Revelation 13, uh, 1 through 4. We don't see the eagle's wings in that one world government. And because of this, we looked for the eagle's wings, and Pastor Baxter found it in Revelation 12, 14, and it says that. And to the woman, the woman being Israel, were given the two wings of a great eagle, the United States, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and a half a time from the face of the serpent. So we believe from Scripture 
that the United States, as they are now, the uh, number one ally to Israel, will continue to do that. And we will help Israel during the time of great tribulation. That time, times and a half a time is the great tribulation that the Bible talks about. Daniel says that that is the time that the Antichrist makes war against the saints. And in Revelation chapter 13, John also tells us that the Antichrist makes war against the saints, except he says it's for 42 months. And so this gives us the time of the Great Tribulation is three and a half years. So you are a numbers guy. The Bible's a numbers guy, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, yes. So we can see that in Scripture. Wonderful. And people say there's, it's a seven-year tribulation, though. Right. But it doesn't sound like you're saying that. No, it's definitely not a seven-year tribulation. You know, we can see from Daniel 9:27 that there's going to be peace in that first half of the seven-year period. There will be a final seven years because Scripture <clears throat> tells us that. But in that first three and a half years, there'll be a false peace. Uh, Israel will be able to build her temple. The animal sacrifices will be resumed. And in the middle of the seven is when the Antichrist will be revealed and he'll stop the animal sacrifices and set up the abomination of desolation. And so these things, are, we have teachings on all of this. And, uh, you know, you can find those at endtime.com or endtimeplus. You can see these teachings that we have on this. But the reason why I mention it today, Vince, is because... It appears as though America is beginning to pull herself out of world government in many different ways. And not just the United States, uh, but, you know, Thursday we covered a story, events where uh, we saw uh, Klaus Schwab's number one man, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, say that if Trump was reelected as president, it would be an end to the dream of global governance. And so it's not just people here in the United States that are worried about a Trump administration. It's the world and it's the global elites that are worried about this. Those global elites, Doug, it's funny because then after that we have Javier Millet saying, your time is up. Yeah. And we're getting into more of that later. You know what I bet Javier Millet would do if he lived in the States? Tell me, Vince. One of many things, but one would be he would probably buy backyard butchers because he's not into the 3D printed steaks. <laughs> he's not into the burgers made from cricket powder, much like Doug Norvell and myself. Our friends at BackyardButchers.com are saying no thank you to all of that rhetoric. They're delivering American-raised and harvested meat from right here in our American backyards to dinner tables across our nation. You can go to BackyardButchers.com and do what Javier Millet would probably do and save an extra 20% off your entire order by using the code ENDTIME. With over half a million happy customers, they'll make sure your orders are delivered right on time every single month. Go to BackyardButchers.com slash ENDTIME and buy American meat today and get 20% off your entire order. That's yeah. those globalists that the Bible prophesied about. That's what they want, Doug. Yeah. And so here we are now. America, you don't, you're saying, is not going to be part of that world government system. Right. Now, where do we go from here? So the other thing that a lot of people believe is that the Antichrist will just basically rule the whole world and that everyone will fall <coughs> after the, uh, the well, Antichrist. Sorry. To, to add to that, in the Mark of the Beast, it says that every man. Right. So that would make us, a lot of people think that means every person in the world. Right. And so we know from Scripture that there's going to be um, countries that are going to resist the Antichrist. OK, so we're going to look at some of those scriptures today because there's more than just what we think, because we know for sure from Daniel 11:41 that um, 
it is Jordan that it talks about specifically there. It talks about Moab and uh, Ammon. And so it, it says that Jordan will not be part of this Antichrist world government. Also, we know because of Zechariah 14 that Israel will not be there because they're going to control Jerusalem until the Battle of Armageddon. So to see the wings of the eagle helping Israel during the time of the Great Tribulation, we understand that America won't be part of that either. But there will be some wars that the Antichrist is going to fight. And so I wanted to look at those. Now, one of them is in Revelation 13, 7. And can you read those scriptures there just to kind of give everybody an idea of what that says? Absolutely. Um, Revelation 13, 7, And it was given unto him to mark to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So in order to make war with the saints, the saints are going to be resisting. One of the things the Bible tells us also is that the people whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that they won't partake in the mark of the beast. They won't partake in his system. And so he's going to make war against these people. Doug, I'm getting an idea. Okay, here we go. Well, it sounds like we need to do a special broadcast, a uh, special end time original on the resistance oh. and highlight what that means from a biblical perspective and show saints out there that we don't just hide in closets and, you know, we're undercover Christians here. Right. We're actually going to resist. Yeah. And there's going to be great revival during that time as well. I mean, we're going to be doing exactly what the Bible tells us to do, and that's teaching the kingdom to the whole world. So that's, that's a good idea, Vince. That's one for, uh, for a time to think about. We can put that together, and you, you would do great at teaching oh, well, that. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. Some That'd may agree, really some may disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see in the comments. Would you like to see You know, this? we were just talking about that. We have guests <laughs> in the studio with us yes, today. We do. Uh, Lee and Matt are here. Yes. And uh, there's so much that I want to fit in right now that I can't do while recording and broadcasting live. But right. um, we actually have deep rooted connections. They're like, you know, deeply rooted connections. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, we're so happy to have them in studio with us. It's always an yes, honor when some of the people that watch us regularly come in and spend some time with us. So yeah. if you're ever in the area, you know, we we come in here every day at three o'clock. You might not, uh, one day you're going to get Doug and I, one day you're going to get Dave, but uh, we'd love to have you. Of course, we're praying for you out there every single morning. Our team gathers at 8 a.m. and we pray for our partners and we pray for needs that are submitted at endtime.com slash contact. So it, we're not just, you know, people that talk on a video. We actually want to pray with you about the needs and the, um, the things that you're going through. And so our team will mention you by name. If you leave notes on uh, the specific need you're requesting, we will specifically pray for that. So you can go to endtime.com slash contact, fill out the form there, select prayer requests. It'll get to our team and we'll make sure to mention you by name. Uh, one of those mornings when we're gathering. So do that. And of course, we always love meeting everyone out there. So, But if you come here live and you're part of the live audience. That's a whole different experience. Yeah, because you might even get a nickname. You might. Yeah. Like Nicknames what? Happen. You really want me to say? I, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm already Let's ridiculed. Move. Let's move on. I'm already <laughs> the most hated man on the end time show. I oh, think. come on now. No, no, no. <laughs> Okay, so in that scripture, Vince, we see that the Antichrist makes war against the saints. I'm trying to keep us out of trouble here. We're going to keep moving on. So there's one thing that we see. He, he's in a war with the saints. But in Daniel 11, uh, 
chapter 11, verse 40, we see that there is also some other skirmishes that he'll have. And this is going to be during the end time. So Daniel 11:40 says, and at the time of the end. So it tells you exactly when it is, folks. It's at the time of the end, the end time. The king of the south will push at him and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships. And he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. So he's going to have other skirmishes going on. A lot of people don't realize that there's going to be a resistance against the Antichrist and his one world order. In verse 44 and 45, it says, But tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly to make away many. So at that point in verse 44, we're seeing that he probably puts an end to the people that are opposing him at that time. Um, their military forces, he will overcome them. And then at that point, right before the end, Vince, is when he becomes all powerful. Right there at the end, because verse 45 tells us, And he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountain. That's talking about Jerusalem. That's talking about the Temple Mount. So somewhere probably between the Mediterranean and the Holy Temple Mount is where his camp will be. Well, guess what is in that area? The Valley of Megiddo, where the, the Battle of Armageddon will happen. So this you is how we know it's there. to the end. Yeah, and it's huge. Our I mean, partners have helped build a hospital there. Yes. The Rambam Hospital was... was uh, our partners generously gave to that, and we helped fund that underground portion of the hospital where right. they turn the parking garage, where they can turn the parking garage into hospital beds. Yeah. And uh, you saw it more recently than I did, but uh, it's quite a sight. Yeah, and the other name kind of given to it is the Armageddon Hospital. Yes. And, and so, yeah. It's Irvin pretty, coined it that. Yes, he did. And, and so it's, it's very impressive. Uh, but yes, it is there too. And so this, these scriptures let us know that uh, this is going to be at the end time when he has these skirmishes where he has to fight these people. So a lot of people ask all the time, well, how is America going to be able to help Israel through the Great Tribulation period? Well, they'll be able to help up until this point. And, and so what king we are, I can't tell you. I can't say if America is going to be part of a force that's the north or the east or what that's going to be. But he's going to have these skirmishes. I believe the United States states will be involved in those skirmishes. And then in 45, it says, and he shall plant his tabernacles, like I said, between the sea and the holy mountain. But then it says, yet he shall come to his end and none shall help him. That's when Jesus comes back, when he fights at the battle of Armageddon in Zechariah 14. And we see him, when Jesus comes back, we all come with him, the raptured saints that have uh, been raptured at that point. And that rapture, that could happen at any moment, right? Because here we are <laughs> facing all these things. So well, we're about to be people, out of here. Some people do believe that, Vince, but you know as well as I do <laughs> that we don't teach that. We, True. we believe that it is a post-tribulation rapture and that it's going to happen immediately after the tribulation of those days. That's, like, um, I think you're quoting Jesus there. I am. Yeah. Yes. So that's Matthew 24. 29 that says that. And then Revelation 19 lets us know that when we're raptured up, there will be the wedding supper of the Lamb, and then we come back with Jesus to the Battle of Armageddon. So you can read Revelation 19 and see that. So the Battle of Armageddon is both in Zechariah 14 and Revelation 19, where you can look those things up. Now, 
the really cool thing about this, Vince, and uh, well, we got enough time to kind of look at some of it before we go to our first break. Uh, but the thing about it is, is there's a lot of that pushback going on, like you talked about uh, before the program started. And so I want us to look at some of those things today, knowing what the Bible scripture says about this end time. Well, there's pu pushback against the globalists. There's pushback against this socialist communism that's going on. Mm -hmm. We see that with President Javier Millet. We see that with, I mean, what's going on in the United States with President Trump. Yeah. And conservatives, I know it's almost split 50-50 and there's a lot of, to argue about there. But uh -huh. we see this pushback, Doug, and we know one thing's for sure. 2024 is going to be an interesting year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're headed towards a presidential election. And one thing that you can be sure of, turbulent year is ahead. And, Doug, we don't even have to get into voter fraud and all this sorts of things that are hot button mm -hmm. items. But... You see the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store, the dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than wages can increase. So we ask the question, how are you protecting your savings from globalist policies that are being implemented even right here in the United States? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold's been a, the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Well, now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just visit birchgold.com slash endtime and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or a 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket to do it. So visit birchgold.com slash endtime to claim your free info kit. Visit birchgold.com slash endtime and secure your savings. Now, what you're going to get is that free info kit where you can pray about what's best for your family. So do that today. So, Doug, mm -hmm. there's resistance happening. Yes. And one thing that people are doing is not just the precious metal stuff, but uh, all sorts of things are happening, like what we're seeing with President Javier Millet and so forth. So where are we going from here? I know that Klaus Schwab got a little ticked off and... Uh, when President Millet was speaking. Uh, is that where we're going to start? Yeah, so in this, actually, it's worth to, to mention that Klaus Schwab is actually the one that introduced him. So he introduces him. Which sounds crazy, because I've seen this guy talking all over social media, mm -hmm. and I'm going, hang on, he's going to the WEF? It's like, this is a bad sign. Like, most people looking at that is going, he's not who we thought he was. Right. And then he goes and does what he did. Well, let's reflect. Elon Musk-esque, if you will. Yeah, Remember very much, yeah. very much. And let's reflect back to last year when we were covering Davos. Davos. Yeah. Uh, remember, they had a special military-type police force just for Davos. And they were arresting media personnel who spoke out against uh, the meetings there for the WEF. Klaus Schwab had declared that they would not let any of this type of behavior happen last year. And so he had uh, a Gestapo type police officers. We showed a video of, of the uh, guy that was reporting that was being arrested at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even inside the building. He was outside at a restaurant and he was arrested and taken away because he was speaking out against what they were talking about. This year seems very different for some reason, and I don't quite understand it, but you've got leaders who have been invited to this. These leaders that come in there normally just smile and nod and go along with everything that's going along, but now we're beginning to see pushback. That's why I wanted to hit those scriptures before we got into this, because I wanted to let people know that even though we know this is coming and it's going to happen, there's going to be a world government, 
but there's going to be resistance against it. And that's the hope. We're starting to see scripture come to life, even in Davos. So anyway, going from there, I don't know how much time I've left us with, but, you know, we can cover some of this and then we'll have some video to look at here a little bit later. We're probably going to have to save the video for the other side of the yeah, break. Yeah, I would think but, so, too. And, and I've got to stop and say you really want to see this or hear it. I know we've got a lot of people that listen. So right. um, this is information that's going to perhaps enlighten some. I know a lot of people that follow our show might have heard this information in some way or another already. But, right. um, you know, last week we, we did the show, What If Trump Wins? Mm-hmm. And I received quite a bit of feedback saying some, some people had never seen some of that. And so... Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people out there that don't know some of this that we're going to be sharing. So you want to stick around and make sure you watch that uh, video clip. So you said Klaus Schwab introduced um, um, President Miele, mm-hmm. and then he ended up storming out, yeah. got up and walked out, right. not real happy with what he was talking about. So yes. what do you know about that specifically? Anything in particular? I, you know, the only thing that I know is is that he was obviously angry over what uh the president said there because of some of the things he talked about. He talked about how this is actually uh, socialism and where socialism leads to. And he would know, uh, you know, coming from Argentina, he would understand that. Uh, but it says in the in the article there, it says, having been introduced by Klaus Schwab himself, then he proceeded to confront the elites with a fiery speech. Um, I'm proud of him. He's 53 years old and he's up there and he's tearing it up. So there's somebody in my neighborhood age range anyway, and he's not holding back. He's on fire. And Speaking he's, of, Doug, you yeah. just had a birthday. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> let's not go there again. Well, there are people commenting, happy oh. birthday, Doug. Oh, my goodness. They missed it, Doug. Not everyone well, knew it was your birthday. Yeah, it was over a week ago. So thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so if you missed it, you can still comment. Yeah. yeah. Doug so, loves seeing all oh, those comments. Oh, man, do happy I ever. Doug. And I'm getting older, so it makes it even, even better to hear all that. So Indeed. anyway, he, he didn't hold back. And he uh, it says that in a political um, theory associated with communism, I am here today to tell you that the West is in danger. He warned it is in danger because those who are supposed to defend the values of the West have been uh, co-opted by a vision of the world that uh, in ex- I don't even know what that word is, Vince. In a str- <laughs> anyway, it leads to <laughs> socialism and consequently to poverty, he added. He lambasted Western leaders for uh, abandoning the principles of freedom and succumbing to various forms of collectivism. This is a word we're hearing a lot nowadays, including uh, state interventionism, radical feminism, abortion, social justice movements, and population control. So all these things are things that the WEF talks about on a regular basis. We cover video after video of them talking about each one of these. Population control is one of their major ones. Uh, You know, what did uh, Yuval Noah Harari say the other day is that humans were becoming obsolete and that the best way to deal with so many humans is to keep us on drugs playing video games in our little 15-minute cities. And so that's the way they think of us. And he's saying how dangerous this is because so many of the Western leaders are going to these meetings and they're buying into this idealism. So this is something that he stands up and proudly proclaims. And that's what got Klaus Schwab angry and made him storm out of the room. Huh. Yeah. So, so he's my kind of guy. just hammered away at the 
not just what they talk about all the time, but what they want to see imposed to everyone except for themselves, of course. Right. And, um, man, I'm surprised he left there alive, to be honest with you. Well, you know, I mean, I am too. <laughs> A lot of things could happen between now and, you know, the end. So, Absolutely. Well, yeah. don't go anywhere. We've got these clips that we want to show you. Definitely think you should see them. Doug, you've tried backyard butchers yet? No, already, right? Oh, yeah. Do you know if they have chicken thighs or not? Or <laughs> Maybe we'll talk more about that on the other yeah. side of the break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We've got some clips to get to. We'll do that here pretty quickly. But before we do, I want to remind you that Dave and Jana Robbins will be in Gun Barrel City, Texas this weekend, January 27th and 28th. Doug, Gun Barrel City is close to you, isn't it? It is. Is this music on for it's, way longer than normal? It's kind of strange. It was going it felt, on for felt a while. like we should get our groove on for a second. Right? <laughs> Gun Barrel City is, is a, an awesome place. Actually, I've been there a lot growing up because there's Cedar Creek Lake is out in that area. And so, you know, what better name for a place in Texas than Gun Barrel City? I know, right? Yeah, it's right there. There's a little place called Seven Points. It's in that area, too. And uh, so I, I'm expecting, you know, a great turnout for Dave there. It, it's a good area and he'll love it. And it's too bad that he can't go during the summertime where he could enjoy being at the lake a little bit. He could have stayed in a little cabin off the lake. I'm sure he would have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, go to endtime.com slash events or give us a call at 800 endtime to learn more about the conference there in Gun Barrel City this weekend. We'd love for all of you to come out and meet Dave and Jana Robbins. And of course, Dave will be teaching on some brand new material, so you definitely want to make plans to come out if you're in the area. Like I mentioned before the break, uh, we have some special guests here in the studio. Some uh, folks have been watching for some time, and uh, they were in the area and stopped by, so now they're in studio with us. That might have been what the chicken thigh remark was about, Doug. I, you you I, mentioned nicknames. Probably. and 
Uh, Probably, but we need to clarify that he doesn't have chicken thighs. <laughs> True. No. But he, he's a former hockey his, player. His nickname is Thunder Thighs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and their names are Matt and Lee. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, I'd love for the audience to throw some love to Matt and Lee. So comment. Those are two easy names to comment. When you're a hockey player and you got a nickname like Thunder Thighs. You stay out of the way. Yeah, you get out of that dude's way. Yeah, especially he's, he's on ice. He's bringing it. Yeah, he's going to bring it. All right, well. What's that have right. to do with world government? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. But everything else we talk about for the show will. Yeah. So, we've got some clips. We ready to go there? You need to preface it in any way? Yeah, this is a Fox News clip, and they're going to be talking about that event that we just read about uh, with um, the president of Argentina and some other things that happened there at Davos. So, this comes from Fox News. For a possible second term um, for Donald Trump by fostering our European competitiveness. The best um, defense, if that's the way we want to look at it, is, is attack. And to attack properly, you need to be strong at home. Those were the global elites at Davos revealing how they plan to, quote, Trump-proof their economies should he win re-election. Here to react, Sunday Morning Futures anchor Maria Bartiromo. Maria, so interesting to see this kind of talk. And that wasn't the only time that they talked about this possibility of Trump winning and sort of ruining their globalist plans. Uh, what does it mean to Trump-proof your economy? Wow, that is incredible. Rachel, thank you. You're right. It was raging all over Davos. I just got home yesterday. I actually witnessed it for myself. But I want to just put in there a little balance because the truth is, is there were other voices as well. You're right. I think that the elites who are afraid about losing their grip on power yes. are trying to figure out now what they're going to do if President Trump returns to the White House, because, of course, we all know he will expose corruption. He will expose uh, anybody who is not working for the people and they don't want to lose their grip on power. But the other voices in the room were also heard. We spoke earlier on your program. We heard from Kevin Roberts, uh, the head yes. of the Heritage Foundation, who's smack the whole idea of uh, globalism and uh, collectivism group think. He smacked that down. The other incredible voice in the room was the president of Argentina. Yes. President Milou gave an incredible speech basically saying free market capitalism is the only tool we have to end poverty. And, uh, and, and we see that organiz organizations like this one, he was on stage, he said, groups like this one who are pushing this collectivism are wrong. And in the middle of his speech, actually, Klaus Schwab got up and walked out of the room. It was quite amazing. So I, I think there was also the president of Poland, who I interviewed, and we're going to run some of that this morning. The president of Poland, uh, President Duda, told me he had a great relationship with President Trump. He looks forward to more, that uh, he welcomed Trump at the presidential palace, and they've been buying Apache helicopters. They bought the, uh, they, they bought the Patriot system, and he has raised his spending on defense to 4% of GDP. So I think your point is taken well taken that, Yes, the elites of the world are going to continue to uh, be afraid of losing their grip on power should President Trump return to the White House, because we know what he'll do. He will expose yeah. any corruption or any anything that he sees. He'll call it out. But there was also a fair amount of pushback. This this. Yes, this was the on first. Davos. Yeah, it was the first time I ever saw that. And by the way, it just. Yeah. Collectivism. To me, it feels more like feudalism, uh, mm. this sort of globalist perspective, like these oligarchs are at the top. 
top. They're going to have, you know, all the energy and the and the red meat. They get to do all that stuff, and they want to control what we can and can't do. Um, it's just really fascinating and, and, and really important to see people pushing back at their yes. own conference. So fascinating stuff. So, Vince, let me just say this as we as we watch that. We're going to talk about the Heritage president in a second and, and what he said because it's pretty fascinating. We've got a clip of what he said as well. But the, the thing that I want people to understand about this is we're seeing a shift in where people, global leaders, are pushing back against this nonsense of socialism and communism and uh, all the things remember the things that Klaus Schwab has said in the past. We've covered a lot of what he said. But some of the talk out there right now, Vince, and I'm not saying this is our opinion. I'm saying people are talking about this. They're saying that the elites will push world war to keep a Trump presidency from happening. I've, I've heard that on different channels. I've heard that uh, you know, from people sending me things, uh, different articles. And there was a leak over the weekend of, uh, from Germany where they were talking about the plan where Germany is going to be part of this push for a, a global war, a World War III. Uh, so there, there's talk out there about things like that happening. And remember, we, we have taught before that war will usher in the Antichrist. Okay? But also we're seeing, like we read today, America does not appear to be in world government. We do appear to be lined up with Israel, helping Israel. And so it, it just looks like from a worldview and all this stuff going on that the pieces of the puzzle just continue to fall into place. And like I said, I'm not saying they're going to push for a world war, but I'm saying we hear about it every day. We report on it every day and they are threatening it every day. So it does make you wonder sometimes. Well, and of course, when they start talking about world war, it does make our ears perk because we've been talking about a sixth trumpet war right. that's going to come to pass and the sixth trumpet war is going to emanate from the Euphrates River which we see a lot of activity around. Remind us again the four nations mm -hmm. Iraq, Iran, Turkey, Syria. Yes. Lots going on there of mm -hmm. course. Lots connected to what's happening in Israel and Hamas. Yeah. And then of course that war is going to kill one-third of mankind. Yeah. So right now that's like 2.2 billion people. Yeah. Well, there was only, and not only, but I think it's 58 million, 57 million that were killed in World War II. Yes. Um, so 2.2 yeah. billion is substantially more. Yeah. The world is going to be a much different place the day we wake up and there's, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen overnight. We, th we think it'll be fast. We think nuclear bombs will be involved. Yeah. We don't know how, all well, the details, of course, Doug, we, right. we come right out and say we don't know how everything's going to play out. Yeah. We just see that a third of mankind's going to die. Right. And so... By the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. And so, so, yeah. so the world's going to be a totally different place then. Absolutely. We are going to be there. Those, the, the, the church is going to be there. Mm -hmm. It's still here on earth. Right. And we are called for that time to minister to people, to help them navigate those times, to point them to Jesus. Yeah. And so we're going to see that revival. Yes, but we are. when they start talking about World War III, or yeah, World War III, mm -hmm. that does make us, our ears perk, because we believe it's about that time. Right. We don't know when. We see a peace treaty coming. We see a war coming. We right. don't know which one's first. We tend to believe the war is going to be first. Mm -hmm. There's been people suggest, as you know, we've mentioned it here before, but the Israel-Hamas war was started because of this peace plan. Yeah. And absolutely. so could that lead to a peace plan? Could, that, could this war 
uh, continue to advance, and of course we've seen a lot come out of it already, right. and it doesn't have any signs of slowing down, could that continue to expand to become that world war? It, it looks like based on the article that where the German uh, documents were released, it looks like that's what they're saying because they specifically say that this war will start in the Middle East. Yeah. And so they're naming it in their documents that that's where the war is going to come from too. And we know that from Scripture. That lines up perfectly with, uh, you know, Revelation chapter 9. It tells us, you know, perfectly there that it's going to happen in the area of the Euphrates River, like you said. So I'm not asking you to make a prediction. Good. But I am going to ask if you had to say whether or not this war would happen before the U.S. presidential election, how do you feel like we're headed right now? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the gauge on that? Do you think it's possible I'm, or unlikely? I think it's very possible. I, I mean, in, in my gut, I feel like it could happen at any moment, but definitely before. In that article where it talks about these documents, that's one of the things it says is that really the United States is the one navigating this war. And it's going to depend on them to decide how it will benefit them the most, either before the presidential election or afterward. And so they specifically talk about it in that article. Uh, that article hopefully will be in, in our next mag because I submitted it to Dave over the weekend for that article to be in there because it's such a, a significant thing that they're talking about. It's like, man, this is right in your face where they're just discussing it and they're not even trying to hide it. So, Doug, we, um, we will say things like, uh, well, so like when, when this war started in Israel, people ask us, is it the Battle of Armageddon? Yeah. And we were able to say no because there's things that have to happen first according to Scripture. Right. People will ask us, could the rapture happen at any moment? And we say no. According to Scripture, there's things that have to happen first. There's a number of things like that. There's not a right. temple yet. There's, there's all sorts of things we can point to. When we look at the Sixth Trumpet War or World War III, is there anything left in the Bible that needs to happen before that can happen? The, the only thing that I would say is we don't know exactly who is going to have this 200 million man army. But we see people well, who can align up and make that army. So we know China can do it definitely. We know India can do it definitely. They have the numbers. But and Islam. And, and Islam. And, and so you're looking at Islam becoming very much a part of this war. So as we're watching the numbers happen, they're backed by... China. They're backed by Russia. It could be a military force much larger than 200 million men, but we know that that is the specific number given in the Bible, and so we're watching that. But yes, I believe that it's possible it could happen at any moment, and, and that's the only thing that we really don't see clearly right now. We see the region it's going to happen in. We believe that it's... the prime for that to happen right now. Uh, the, like you said before, one of the reasons that they say that the war started was because Israel was talking to Saudi Arabia about this uh, peace agreement. Plus, they have red heifers. And that's another big thing that we've talked about. I just told somebody about it today and they hadn't heard about any of that yet. Yeah. Um, so are you suggesting, when you mentioned the 200 million man army, are you suggesting that we'll need to know that before the war can occur? No, I don't think we'll have to know that. I'm just saying that's the only thing that I don't see yet that where the scripture, everything else looks like it's fulfilling. I just don't see clearly who that 200 million man army is yet. But that doesn't matter. It's going to happen. And even if we had to figure that out afterwards, that's not a... That's how it happens a lot, yeah. which I don't like. I don't like waiting right. until afterwards, right. Doug. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I hope you're hearing Doug loud and clear. Um, he is telling us that according to Bible prophecy, a war that will kill a third of mankind could happen at any moment. And so, boy, it's more important than ever that you ensure that your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life and that you're ready, whether you believe it's the rapture or death that will take you to eternity. We, you need to make sure more than ever that you are ready. Go to endtime.com reborn. Make sure that you've been born again the way the disciples described it. And we'll be right back to talk about this a little bit more on the other side of the break. understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. Time is not going anywhere. Back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're talking about President Millet from Argentina. He told the W, uh, excuse me, the World Economic Forum to their face that their time is up and said a whole lot of other things that we're highlighting today, Doug. So where yeah. are we going from here? So one of the things they mentioned was the Heritage uh, President of the Heritage Foundation. So his name is Kevin Roberts. He's the uh, President. Let me just kind of tell everybody what the Heritage Foundation is in case they don't know. It's a U.S. Uh, conservative public policy research organization or think tank. It's based in Washington, D.C. and its mission is to formulate and promote conservative public policies based on the principles of free enterprise. So the president of the Heritage Foundation, um, he is also addressing some of the things there at Davos. And we got a great video I, I wanna show you. It's kind of long, but it's worth it. So let's watch this video. It's laughable that you would, or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. It's equally- Standing up for it. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's equally laughable to use the word dictatorship at Davos. And, and aim that at President Trump. In fact, I think that's absurd. But I'm going to step aside from that constructive criticism and instead answer your question. Yep. And, and I'm going to be substantive here. President Trump, if he's the next president, for that matter, I think whoever the next conservative president is going to take on the power of the elites, which I mentioned earlier. But there, the, the thing that I want to drive home here, the very reason that I'm here at Davos, is to explain to many people in this room and who are watching, with all due respect, nothing personal, but that's your part of the problem. Political elites tell the average people on three or four or five issues that the reality is X, when in fact reality is Y. Take immigration. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. They're right. President Trump will take that on on behalf of the average American. Elites also tell us 
that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. Thirdly, I guess the favorite at the World Economic Forum is climate change. Elites tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change, so much so that climate alarmism is probably the greatest cause for mental health crisis in the world. The solutions, the average person know, based on climate change, are far worse and more harmful and cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. Fourth, two more here, Robin. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only... Do we at at Davos not say that? We give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. Count on President Trump ending that nonsense. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet, who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. That's what the average American and the average free person on planet Earth wants out of leaders. Doug, I'm going to try to get him for our show. I think you Boy, should. Boy, it would be fun be to have a conversation have him with him. Here. Yeah. He was on fire, and he was not holding back. Um, one of the things he mentioned there was the House and the Senate uh, doing things to remove us from uh, these policies that the WEF tries to put forward. And so one of the stories I have today is just that. Uh, it's an interesting story. I kind of skipped down to it. Uh, just because of time in case we run out there. But the House Republicans introduce a bill to withdraw funding from the Globalist uh, World Economic Forum. This comes from the Gateway Pundit. And it's interesting, Vince, because that's exactly what he was talking about there when he was talking, uh, you know, about some of the things that they try to push on us. Remember, Vince, that this is, uh, he, he mentioned China there. And one of the things that he talked about is uh, how China is one of the uh, least countries you can look to for people to have freedoms in their uh, policies. And the WEF has said that China is the model that they want to set up for the world. They want us to have a, a global uh, system to where it, it's like the China policy where they have uh, 
I can't even think of the name of it right now, but uh, where they have the uh, credit system where... Social credit system. Yeah, social <laughs> credit system where if you do something that goes against what they think you should be doing, then they can take away points from your account and things like that. That's exactly what Klaus Schwab has said. Remember, the big thing they pushed last year, which they try to say that's not true now, is you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah. And we know what they want to do with the 15-minute cities. It's set up of a model of China. And so now we've got our House Republicans saying, why are we even funding Davos and, and the WEF? It's basically ski trips for these elitists to go on. And it's funny to me that they highlight China because, you know, there's no systemic racism in China. They're <laughs> right. open for all to succeed there. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> so funny that they would highlight such a thing they're so against. It doesn't make any sense if you look at it logically. By the way, if you want to see Kevin Roberts come on our show... Uh, put it in the comments. Love to hear that last clip that we saw. Love to hear your perspective on whether or not you think he'd be a good interview for the End Time Show. So com comment Kevin Roberts if you want to see him on here. Yeah. Where do we go from here, Doug? We're running out of time. Yeah. And of course, we're not taking calls today. So, Well, we got enough time. I want to show this last video we've got. And okay. this is uh, from the um, CEO of J.P. Morgan. Chase. Chase Bank. There you go. Anymore. And, and so he's got something to say about uh, the way that uh, Trump is viewed by the world. I and saw this and wondered if he would be censored heavily for making such a uh, irresponsible statement, Doug. Well, what's funny is when I went to uh, the website to actually download the video, they didn't have this part in the video. They, oh, they cut this part out. How convenient. But, but we got it from another source. Uh, we got it from And We Know. And so we're going to check out what, out what they had. Yeah, shout People out. People are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's, it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and, but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. Now, if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm -hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta virus. Tax reform worked. Mm -hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, th I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like, but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done crazy. And, I mean, you know, the Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not, hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. Now, Vince, that interview was uh, from Davos. They were actually outside there. And like I said, when I went to their website and actually downloaded the article and looked at it and, and found the original video, that part of the video was taken out. They didn't put that on their page. But here you've got even their reporters that are saying things. They mentioned the China virus and said Trump was kind of right about the China virus. So it's interesting the things now that is even coming out in mainstream media uh, where some of the things that were conspiracy theory before, 
now they're talking about it in mainstream media. So it's it's interesting to me, and, and I'm not going down that road. I'm not saying what side I'm on on that argument. I'm just saying it's interesting that they're mentioning that. And then you've got uh, the president or CEO of, of J.P. Morgan saying these things that Trump was not wrong about all the things he said. Look at what the open border policy is doing. That's another Davos uh policy that they want. They want these open borders because they want to destroy to destroy the sovereignty of a nation and that's what they're trying to do here. And Biden has openly said, don't criticize my open border policy. He's part of the problem. He is part of the WEF and the world elites that want this global order. Who else are part of the, that group? Oh, there's a lot. Obama's? There's, yes. Um, How about um, there's actors um, that the, are the governor from California. Gavin Newsom. Newsom, uh, yes. Yeah, he is. Uh, also, uh, John Kerry, his daughter was one of the people that spoke there this year on uh, the global warming. And, and she is one of the people that said that it's connected to mental uh, health, that global, the, the things that are causing global warming are connected to our mental health and that it's affecting our mental health because of the condition of the world right now. So there's a lot of them, you know, from this country that are part of this. So if you want to continue down the anti-God, anti-biblical way, yeah, um, vote Biden back in because we're going to get some, these same policies or yeah, anybody like I, him, really. I think that we're going to get even more. I, I mean, I think right now, if they were to be reelected in office, we're going to see a bigger push toward global government because that's what they want. What did uh, Trump say? We, we highlighted it on Thursday. What did he say about central bank digital currency? He said if he was reelected, he would make sure that there was no central bank digital currency. And he even talked about that being a way that they can track you and control you. Did you see that uh, Vivek and uh, Ron DeSantis has now withdrawn their uh, their name and they're no longer campaigning and they've right. both endorsed Trump? Yes. What's that telling you for what we're about to face here in 2024 with the elections? Well, to me, that's telling me that there is going to be a huge push for him to be the, the top contender for the Republican Party. And we've still got states that are trying to have him removed from the ballot. That should make people angry mm -hmm. when they see that he is going to be the number one contender for the Republican Party. And, uh, and you've got these Democratic states that are trying to take him off the ballot. You know, I, I've also seen some conservative voices in the media that are anti-Trump. Uh, they're coming out and saying, you know, as much as they aren't in favor of Trump, the conservative voices have spoken and that they want Trump in again. Yeah. And so they're saying as much as I wasn't going to endorse him, now it's time for us to get together because we want to save our nation. Right. We want to oppose this world government agenda that's being established here and at greater speeds than ever we want to secure our border. They're saying things like that. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, in spite of their distaste for President Trump, they're encouraging everyone to support him in order to advance conservative perspectives. Um, how does yeah. that feel to you? Well, I mean, really looking Vince, at all this global government stuff. Like I said at the beginning of the program, looking at the Bible prophecy aspect of this, it appears that the pieces of the puzzle are falling in place. Trump has promised to pull us out of world government and we're seeing that happen more and more and now we're seeing other people get behind that because they see the end of this road that it appears like Trump is going to be able to run and probably win. All right, well, 
If you're going to join us in praying for Trump and even more, of course, we're praying for Biden now as well and anyone else that would be uh, such a candidate, uh, likely candidate for the presidential election, comment Trump and let us know that you're praying for him and his, his whole team there. Don't forget, you can go to endtime.com, watch.endtime.com and participate in thousands of hours of content. It's made totally free because of partners like you that give every single month at endtime.com slash give. We'll see you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.